0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Muscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half elf beastmaster
1: ranger.
2: Hi, this is John. I play your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns.
4: And I am Lauren, aka OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. All right, so you guys. Haul all of this wood out to the Eagle Shield house and head over to the stables where nobody seems to be around. It looks like there's people in the house. We're, we're approaching or late afternoon, early evening. It's it's getting towards dinner time by the time you guys get there. And the stables seem to be empty except for a couple of, of horses that you guys recognize from earlier in the day where Mouser and Doran were working on them.
2: I want to take my, uh, hunting trap and go to the forest on the edge of their property and just, like, kind of set it to try to catch some small game. Why? I, uh, reasons. Carlton wants to have a pet. Oh my-
4: Um, the trap you have is not gonna-
2: Is it like a bear trap? I, I thought it was like one of those cages that they get in and get trapped in.
4: You have a small hunting trap?
2: I, I just says hunting trap as part of the background.
4: Yeah, my understanding is you're going to end up with at least a broken something. Uh, if you're lucky, you'll end up with something that's still alive.
3: Have you never seen the fox and the Listen, hound? I just
2: need to be able to catch a small animal that I can leave in the pocket house for 24 hours so I can find out what the fuck happens if there's a living thing in there for more than 24 hours.
1: <laughs> well, that's even easier. Maybe I can leave. If I give enough food, I can leave Shadow there for, for the time being. But
2: if it's bad.
1: Right, right. I, I, I
0: don't
2: I want Bear Buddy to get squished. Roll an
0: intelligence check, Carlton.
2: I was going to name the rabbit Lenny.
0: That seems wildly appropriate and inappropriate. 18.
4: Okay, you seem to remember that it's not someone staying in the pocket house for more than 24 hours that's the problem. It's that the portal shuts down on its own for 24 hours, and you were warned not to be in the pocket house when the portal shuts down.
2: Right. I want to know what happens. Okay. Ooh, what if one of us stays inside?
3: I'm sorry, let us all pause. Carton, are you going to catch a thing, maim it, and then sacrifice it for your own scientific curiosity?
2: Not necessarily. Depends on what happens. Listen, until we go back in the portal house, the small animal is both alive and not alive at the same time.
3: No, 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 no. This is not a philosophical debate. This is a very real, the thing you propose to do. Bay would be much displeased.
2: Well, we need to know what happens to the, with the, the pocket house when the no, portal closes. No, we don't.
3: We just need to know that we don't need to be in there when the portal shuts down.
2: But there might be an instance where we get trapped in there when the portal closes.
3: I don't think there will be. We can find that out. It'll make for much better television drama.
1: <laughs> I don't know what television is, but if we decide to do it on the, you know, humanoid level testing, I'm, I'll am i do it. I don't mind.
3: You can send that bear in your... Th- um, no, I must object. Okay, Carlton, do you still want to go place the trap? Uh,
2: if it's gonna maim it, then no, because I, I, I don't want it to be a slow death.
4: Yeah, this is this is a, a hunting trap designed for catching small game, so... Chances are very good you're gonna end up with at least a broken something. The idea is you're catching something to then slaughter for
3: food, so you're you're not catching a pet. Okay. And you don't experiment on your pets.
2: That's why I was gonna catch a wild animal who deserved to die. We'll have a talk later. Ooh, ooh, guys, guys. I figured out I figured out a compromise. That I think we could all get on board with. We capture Asok, we bound him up, and we leave him in there to see what happens. I love it! If something bad happens, who's gonna miss him?
1: Nobody. That's his exactly. dad.
3: Well, well, I mean, I don't think his dad actually it. would miss him to come to think of it. <sighs> well, why don't we table that as a really good plan B?
2: Okay. He can be our guinea pig.
3: Okay,
4: you guys have dropped off. Are you dropping off the wood in the stables, or are you going back into the pocket house? Because the teleport circle is still there.
1: I think it's probably easier to just put it. Oh! It's let's put it it's there. two trips. Like let's just if it if, like, if the if the if the portal house is open, we might as well just put it in there now. Otherwise, we have to take another trip to open up again and do it. Let's and get it over. with. We're
3: taking this stuff up the stairs no matter what. So it's like we could take up the stairs now, or we could waste twenty minutes and take it up the stairs later.
1: Yeah, but then even if we moved it, like we we might as well just get it done now. Like it's yeah, no one more thing trip. we'll have to worry about. We don't know one how trip. this is going to shake down. If we have to get, hit, hightail it out of Amphil, we're not going to go back for my precious credenza.
3: And heaven fucking forbid we don't have a goddamn credenza in our house.
1: That's right. I think. Ba- I mean, I don't mean to belittle your faith or anything, but maybe Bay means for us to have a credenza.
3: Oh, sweetie. You keep thinking that. Let's just do one trip. Bay does mean for us to be incredibly smart about how we exist in this world, and one trip is the way to go.
4: Alright, you guys carry all the wood into the house. As you guys enter the house, on your left is the the large kitchen, and Carlton, you recognize the woman that's in there cooking as Mary Eagleshield, the matriarch of the family. She's a tall, thin woman. She's got brown hair that's kind of, it looks like at one point it was braided and is now kind of loosely hanging down her back. She's in a very simple, gray peasant's dress, and is obviously working on like three or four things at once in the kitchen and she turns and smiles as you come on in and says Carlton and runs over to give you a hug despite Uh, the fact that your hands are
2: I, I put all that stuff down I meet her halfway and embrace her
4: yeah you you two enjoy a, a very nice hug she pulls back and says malser was telling me that you were here and i'm so sorry that i i just had so much to take care of and these are these are your friends i'm assuming i've heard that you've already saved half the town thank you so much
2: uh, it's home so at least uh one of the few homes i've known i want to keep it safe
4: and at this point from the other side of the kitchen, uh Kara Eagleshield comes around, and she is joined by the the other woman that you saw her with this morning that uh she helped save that she kissed. She's with her, and the two of them kind of stop um you see. Kara look a little bit abashed. You see the other woman kind of brighten up in a smile and she says, Yeah, I didn't get a chance to thank you earlier for everything that you did, but thank you so much. You know, I've been thinking about all day what I wanted to say to you all, but now that you're here and you're standing in front of me, I actually don't even really know. It's okay.
2: You don't need to say anything.
4: Kara looks at all of you and says, Well, I... I hope you'll at least be staying for dinner. Or were you planning on using the the magic circle upstairs? Because uh, we were kind of wondering about that. And the three women give you all expectant looks.
0: Yeah, we're gonna go build a credenza. Well, well not Man. now. We're gonna leave off the stuff to build the credenza. Uh, it's very nice to meet you all, by the way. And <laughs> we and we're, we'll we'll be back. But I think. I don't know, guys. I think we we take it we accept the hospitality of the Eagle Shields tonight. I'm inclined to agree, and we apologize for
1: activating the uh the gate without your, your consent or knowledge. Uh we, there's a necessity, a responsibility that we have to the inhabitants on the other side that we had to fulfill.
3: Also there's no dinner there.
1: <laughs> Miri the the um mother
4: looks at you, Travancore, and says, Are you that's a gate? A- I'm really not that familiar with magic. We haven't had anyone with magical abilities come through in a very long time. But I went to go clean the room and saw that there, and figured I shouldn't touch it. Is should I be worried? No, no, no. Come, come, come. And I lead her. Oh, let's. Yeah, let's. Let's
1: give them a tour.
3: Would you like to meet our little robot friends?
1: We've we've never had guests before in our pocket home. By all means, you're. And honestly,
2: I would love your opinion on how to make our house look like a home because
0: you are the best at it.
3: Also, where to put this credenza?
0: You welcome. Listen to your home. The least you can do is welcome you into ours. We, I, uh, so we heft some wood and then we go up there. And I'm like, hey, Bucks, you could show them your trick when when uh, we get in there.
4: All right, you guys lead Miri upstairs, and the the two younger women kind of follow behind, yeah, both they're looking well. intrigued. And you're just gonna instruct them on how to use the teleportation circle and yeah, go to the pocket uh, house, and- like.
2: I guess I'll go first to show them, and then we can kind of sandwich them between us. That way there's somebody on one side, they see how it's done, they know it's safe. Then, like, Jonathan can be like, yeah, go ahead and do it like this.
4: Okay. Carlton, you go first. You think about the... You think teleportation thoughts and you teleport with your armful of wood. The ladies kind of follow the rest of your lead onto the teleportation circle. A moment later, the rest of you all appear back in your pocket house. The uh, Amiri gives a, a little startled... And looks around the two ladies, the, the two younger women kind of cling to each other for a second and then start to giggle. And Miri looks around. It's getting on to sunset. And so despite the fact that there's no sun in your pocket dimension, the, the light is starting to fade and you can see in front of you your your house. And she looks to the house and kind of examines it and then says to to you all, but kind of looking at Carlton... I don't really... Where are we? What? Where, what is this place?
2: So we helped out a god at one point named Rachel, and she asked us to look after her home for her for a couple millennia, which to me sounds like it's ours until we're dead.
4: Well, um, unless she's made you immortal, too. Has she done that, too?
2: No, no, she has not. <laughs>
4: You guys lead her into the house and, and um, you lead all three of the ladies into the house. The Modrons are standing there at attention like normal. As soon as they see the, the newcomers, they kind of stand a little bit taller, if, if that's at all possible for the three of them. Kara kind of squeals a little bit in delight and runs over and says, Theric! adorable and immediately runs up to Piddlesmick and starts to like examine him it's just how where did you are these the ones that came with the house what did they do is are you a clock are you also a clock and the the three of them seem they keep giving her these weird wary glances but they they continue to just stand there at attention
2: uh i say that one's pittleshmicks uh his friends are sir uh, alistair duke and uh felix uh they kind of keep the upkeep of the house uh I guess they could tell time. I have never asked. Uh, And gentlemen, you will show them the same type of respect you would show us if they ask you anything uh, within reason. Uh, Assume we were asking as well. They are welcome guests to our home.
4: All three of them give a a, kind of a tiny little bow. Alistair Duke actually makes a few (laughs) noises and uh, you guys are in the house. Shadow immediately kind of walks on in and just Bear rugs onto the floor. It's, it's, your living room is fairly large. It's nice, big, dark hardwood, and he just enjoys spreading out on the floor.
1: <laughs> oh, Shadow, good
4: bear.
3: I want to poke the, which one's the eyeball one? I wrote this down many moons ago.
4: Well, well, all of Alistair them have eyes. Alistair Duke is
3: the eyeball one, and I want to say, eye. Alistair, show them the thing with your eyeball.
4: And he gives you a cocked head look and blinks. And goes ah, 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 ah.
3: Poke ah, ah, ah. You can poke him in the eyeball. Ah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Negative Maybe I, not. I, I summon Bucks to my to my arm and I say, and this is my owl, Bucks. You've probably met him. Uh and Bucks gives a little like flourish with his wings and then and then looks all stately.
4: And then immediately begins to preen because he looks all stately. He kind of looks over everything and then he doesn't really care. Um, The other woman that's with Kara goes up to you and um, hands behind her back, like cautious, but is looking at your at Bucks and gives you a look and says, so is he your familiar?
0: Yes, he is. And I say, (sighs) I say, and I say, hold out, hold out your hand. And I think to Bucks, Bucks, go, go, land on her hand, and 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 be nice. She
4: holds out her hand like the the cliche, holding out a finger for a bird. Bucks flies over, and obviously her finger is just a little too small for Bucks, even though he's a he's a tiny owl. He lands on her arm. She freezes, but she has got this smile on her face. And Kara walks over and kind of uh, puts her hand on her shoulder and says. Ivanthea, you have an owl on your arm. And, and the woman kind of nods and, and gives a smile and says, this is so much better than this morning. I don't have any treats for him or anything. Does he want a treat? I, Does he want- I, I, I-
0: take a treat out of one of my pouches in my sleeve and, and put it in her other hand.
4: And she very slowly feeds it to Bucks, who's more than happy to just take food oh look food and he grabs it miri has started to wander around the house she's stepped over to shadow and given him kind of a, a scratch behind the ear and he's mmm. and then she has wandered into the kitchen and comes back out and she says i don't understand why you have this gorgeous house but absolutely no furniture no dishes no pots no Hands No. And you want to build a credenza? I,
3: this is very strange. Ma'am, uh, can I tell it's you, a- we've had this conversation at least once before when I found out what a credenza was. It's
2: really hard to find furniture on the road, and Travencore, back in his lands, credenzas are kind of a, a status piece more so than they are in our our area. And so that's kind of always the first part of the home. But, yeah, it's been really hard to try to find furnishings on the road. We were hoping to buy uh, pre-made tables and chairs, but I know that they were built. I was hoping we would get lucky. a a Trader would be in town, but it looks like we're going to have to build them ourselves.
1: Yeah, full disclosure, I I imagined that you two were going to buy other furniture, not just the credenza, or solely the credenza.
0: Well, technically, we didn't buy a credenza. We bought wood. And we can build anything we want with that wood, but we—I bought enough wood for a credenza. For a credenza, we okay. can build
1: a table and chairs first. I'm amenable to doing that. I didn't think that we were going to skip right to credenza. Do we want to but do a table and chairs
0: first? Maybe credenza isn't the first thing we say.
3: Well, okay. I don't know. Someone used all of their wizardy intelligence to remember all the ingredients for a credenza recipe. I puzzled out the recipe in my formidable
0: mind, <laughs> and and that's what happened. But I'm sure Hello, I folks. can come up with with chair and table plans.
3: So tonight, in on my head, Dungeons and Dragons and drunks. It got a little serious about credenzas. <laughs> and we just want you to know, you can just say no. When someone offers you a credenza. <laughs> just say no. Remember kids, just say no. We had credenzas. a lot of fun, but this is this is serious. <laughs> this is, is PSA really time. Serious.
1: Hi, I'm Jack Edifil. I play Travancore on Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons and Drunks. We have a lot of fun with credenzas, but if someone offers you a credenza in real life, you don't automatically have to say yes. Use your judgment and discretion.
3: <laughs> also, we understand that there's not really a thing where it's like a recipe, but from this point on, every time we build something, everything's going in a bowl and we're stirring until it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, <laughs> like that real fucking credenza in an oven to bake.
2: I offer my hand to Kara and. Ova- was it Ovaria? Avanthea uh, I- uh, is, is the name Evanthia. of the other guy. I young offer my woman. hand to Kara and Avanthea and say, there's actually a second floor. Would you guys like to check it out?
4: Avanthea holds up her arm for Bucks to fly back to Jonathan's shoulder. And the two of them nod and they're going to follow you up the stairs. As you guys have been having kind of parts of this conversation, she's been examining the wood. She says, well, most of the people around here, they either import their, finery from Waterdeep, or they make it themselves, so it's no surprise that you weren't able to find anything to, to actually buy. You've got some nice wood here. I could, I could ask Mouser to see if he knows somebody that could come over and, and maybe make something for you, if you'd like.
3: Ma'am, we would very much appreciate that. I don't think this wizard's ever picked up a hammer. And then she looks at
4: Jonathan, who is by all physical accounts, quite muscular and says, well, you you do look like you've spent a lot of time doing some heavy lifting, though, so uh, whether you can actually put together furniture or not, I I would not know, of course, but I I doubt you would have any problems lifting any of this wood, but I could definitely ask Mouser to see if he knows somebody who could come and, and put something together for you, credenza or
2: no. From the stairwell, you hear, show muscles. <laughs>
4: and the the ladies are following you upstairs. You kind of give them a tour. Was there anything in specific you want to show them? or no, just I show going them by... try to
2: give them the tour. And then, like, end, like yep, and this is my room. Uh, I show them, like, all the, all the trophies and trinkets from past lives, kind of catching her up on my life.
4: What? And they listen intently. Uh, they don't enter any of the rooms. They kind of respectfully just kind of put, you know, poke their heads in and look yeah, around. Yeah, I invite
2: them into mine. It's mine At too. the
4: moment, most of your rooms kind of look exactly alike. Uh, Bernie's got kind of the Coco Snoot blanket dog bed and uh, Travancore has got his his version for Shadow. Carlton, you've got a couple of knickknacks in there and stuff, but it's it's all kind of the, the same. Is there anything else you guys would like to do before the evening?
1: <laughs> so a quick question, like, when does the portal, like, close on the other side? Like, how does that work? Is it 24 hours or 48 or...
4: You know that after 24 hours... You can shut the portal down manually from either side. Okay. And you know after 24 hours, it automatically shuts down. Okay. And the 24-hour mark will be coming up around just after midnight tonight. So... Because you guys got into the house pretty late. uh, Early in the morning, I should say. So you've... It's probably around, like, 5 o'clock-ish right now. You've probably still got a good 6 or 7 hours, so... And what you've been warned about is don't be in the house when the portal shuts down.
2: Well, you said we can close it from our side, right?
4: You can close it from either side.
2: So if we close it from our side, we're in the house when it shuts down.
4: Yes.
1: But wouldn't we have to wait like time before we can open it again? Right, it would be another 24 hours. So we basically have to stay home for
2: 24 hours.
4: When you're outside the pocket house... From what you know the the black bolt that you use, that is something that can only be used once I believe it's every twenty four hours so that's the thing that if you use it, you have to wait another twenty four hours to use it again. When you're inside the house, you haven't done this yet. what you've been told is that you can shut down the portal from being inside the pocket house, and you were uh hold on a second, let me make sure.
2: Yeah, because this could end up trapping us forever depending on right. what you say
1: or for at least a day, which neither prospect is that thing. I thought we would take the uh the Eagle Shield uh hospitality tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. we will no,
4: we'll we'll, I'll go through this again, but I'm going to say all of this information is stuff that is listed, so you should have this and you guys should be aware of this and especially Especially with Jonathan's memory, he should remember this all. So Rachel left a letter with some instructions for you on how to work this thing. And then Jonathan also examined the black bolt. So in the letter that Rachel left for you, she says the obsidian net will create a teleportation circle that connects to the one outside. And unless you close it, the circle will remain open for 24 hours. Before that happens, make sure you've gone back to where you came from. Reacting the teleportation circle from my dimension might have side effects due to the nature of time and space. So that's all she said in her letter. And then the actual, the uh, obsidian nut that you guys have, you can use it once every 24 hours. It lasts for 24 hours. You can shut it down sooner. So basically you can activate the teleportation circle. You can close it again and get the nut back, but then you still have to wait for the full 24 hours from when you've activated it. That's why uh, you can't necessarily use it every single day. It's basically you kind of have to use it every other day.
2: Okay. But we when we activate the circle, we get the and uh, we close it from our side, we get the nut, right?
4: What you know is that on the material plane, not in the pocket dimension, you don't know what happens there, but in the on the material plane when you close the teleportation circle or if it closes automatically, the obsidian nut reappears. Okay. So yes, it takes 5 minutes of concentration to activate it, to create it. It lasts for up to 24 hours. Once you've activated it, it can't be activated again for 24 hours. So that is all you know for sure.
2: Okay. We're going to experiment in the future.
4: Carlton, at this point, you've given the tour upstairs and brought the the young women back downstairs. You're all standing in the living room. You all know that you have about six hours, let's say, until the portal will automatically close. What would you like to do?
2: I guess we could ask Miria what she knows about the passeracks and their horses, because as the veterinary family they have probably may have if we're lucky have encountered the pass horses
0: yeah
3: let's, let's bring
0: it up in conversation in conversation
3: or like you trust them right let's just fucking ask them be like yo dude we oh, heard yeah, some I trust shady fucking shit i don't want to do this like roundabout shit where we're like whoa, 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 whoa. these are people we trust i think so let's just be like hey we let's straight let's lay this shit on the table we think okay. they are shady as fuck
4: As you say this, Miri says, you know, why don't we head back to the house? Uh, Mouser should be back momentarily and and so will the... the, so will Dorne. Let's sit down with everybody at dinner because I think... I think my husband is going to have a little more information than I will and the Passerex are complicated in a way that might take a little explanation. She's going to basically invite you all to dinner back at
1: the house if you would like to join her i happily accept your invitation yes
3: i love dinner
4: and uh so you guys all leave the pocket dimension the modrons kind of wave at you as you leave behind all of this ashwood um shadow follows you it's only about 30 minutes later as it looks like
1: i forgot to tell the modrons to put the table together dang uh, next time, if, you, if you
4: if you want to say, if you want to say
2: just something to do. Well, so What I,
4: instructions would you like to give to the moderns before you leave?
2: They were going to help us, the my uh my second family. They she said that they could help us or well, Mouser, at least when might know someone.
1: I didn't want the moderns to be without anything to do though between now and the next time we're there, even if it is 48 hours, cuz it's got to yeah, be torture for them. And yeah, we can buy more wood. Yeah, so Yeah, I we would got say... more we got more.
2: We got a credenza to build.
1: All right. So I I yeah, well, you know what? I would say, moderns, we have some wood here. Uh, do your level best to build a, a table suitable for me and, and my four friends. Three friends. Well, four friends including Shadow.
2: Let's let's get, and if we can, squeeze in a few extra chairs if there's wood, in case we have company again. Yeah. We want to be able to host a, a, a nice dinner party once in a while.
1: You can use the furniture that was here previously as reference. That would give you a pretty idea of the dimensions that we would need.
4: All right, so you're going to ask them to build a table and some chairs with the wood, the stain, the basically Jonathan did buy everything you need. He He's created his own Ikea kit and they they kind of look everything over and give you a look and go.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. And now we find out what happens to Travancore when you have a credenza deferred.
4: <laughs> the deferred credenza.
1: Does it explode? All right, you guys
4: head back outside into um, the regular plane. Do you leave the teleportation circle up or are you going to stop it at this point since we've been talking about it? I think we should shut
1: it down once we're on the other side.
4: Yeah. yeah. So everybody leaves. Um, who is taking the nut? Omi. All right. Bernie deactivates the teleportation circle. The uh, black bolt is now in your possession. You guys head downstairs. Over the next half hour you guys enjoy some lighter conversation as Miri finishes a a, a very hearty meal. Eventually Mouser and Dorn come back inside. They've we're just off, it looks like, it sounds like from the way they were talking, they were delivering a horse that they had been nursing back to health. Kara and Avanthia help set the table, and the the bunch of you sit down to a family dinner. Carlton, you're not sure if Mary went out of her way because of the guests that you brought with you, or if you just don't remember exactly the meal she put together but this is it's a lot of food she's got she's got an entire turkey that she's made and four or five different green plates she's got no collards but she does have green beans and a couple of other what looks like leafy greens uh that are available there's some fruit and vegetables there's uh, a whole stack of potatoes it looks like a very hearty meal there's Mouser has actually brought home fresh milk. He said that he was off trading uh, with some of the other houses. So there's plenty to eat. And as you guys kind of get towards the end of the meal, having enjoyed a really hearty dinner, those of you with animal companions feeding your animal companions as you go, Mouser leans in over the table and says, So, Mary tells me that you've, you've got some questions about some of the other houses in town.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we've we heard some things about the Passeracks, and that salve we used to save everybody, uh, Kyla said that they had ordered a large quantity prior to the attacks. Uh, and so we just want to kind of, before we go any making any accusations, we kind of just want to make an informed decision, informed opinion.
4: Well, the Passeracks are a difficult family. They've had a lot of troubles here in the last couple of years that they've been here. Was there... Anything in specific you're wondering about or just want to know some of their history?
2: Uh, I think Jonathan I wasn't there but I think he heard some stuff that he could probably clarify on.
0: Well, if you ac- actually just kind of going in with uh with uh clear eyes, uh let's if you would tell me about some of their history that might be very helpful.
4: Paxrox came into town Carlton not not too long before you left. We they took over one of the old houses about 10 miles north of town. Younger, noble house. It it sounded like there was going to be some exciting new blood in town for the races. Things had gotten a little bit stale. Some of the infighting between a lot of the larger houses had frankly gotten tiresome. But the first race that they entered, the horse that they entered was sickly at best and didn't even make it around the track once before it it collapsed foaming at the mouth i i didn't even want to examine the horse we we made sure to to keep the track clear they abstained from the next race but then the one after that that they were in well there was there was something wrong with that horse i don't know what stock they were using i don't know what kind of traits that they've been trying to breed into those horses, but for something that small, it was one of the most aggressive horses I've ever seen, and about halfway through the race, it attacked one of the other horses. If I if I remember correctly, it was the Hesmer horse, and Dorn speaks up at this point. He says, Yeah, Pa, it, yeah, it was. The two horses ended up just tangled up the the Hesmer horse ended up breaking a leg. Uh, you t- you had to to put her down. It was it was really sad. Melser nods. You can see kind of he's got this faraway look in his eyes as he's remembering this, and he says, "Yeah, I had to put the the horse down, and then I I was called over to the passerack horse, and I will swear by the old gods." that that horse had sharp teeth. That horse had fangs. And I don't know if they... what they were doing to this poor animal. I don't know they are filing those teeth. I don't know if there was some strange magic going on, but...
2: Pod, did it look like they filed them, or...?
4: I don't... That's the thing. They wouldn't let me examine it for too long. I, I was trying to... It was still alive, and obviously in pain, and I, I thought I could help it, but it was so rabid it was lashing out at anybody and eventually i i think one of the guards put it down i think one of the guards finally slit its throat because it would just attack anybody or anything that came near the thing was the thing was wild and before i could get a chance to do any further examination the the guards from the Passerac family pulled that horse away it wasn't long after that that the the major houses had a had a conference together, and it was pretty much decided. Until the horse could be examined beforehand and pass my inspection, that the passerax would not be allowed back into any of the races. I I remember uh, Lord M Carthra was was pretty insistent on that. He was horrified by the act of. A horse race becoming a bloodbath that day. He was the one who wrote down the edict. And the Passeracs haven't even tried to submit a horse for another race since. They've been fairly standoffish. I don't I don't see any of them riding any horses in town, and no one from my family's been allowed near their, their place at all. Not that if, if they're doing horrible things to those horses i'm not sure if i'd want to go in there
2: and pa was it a black horse
4: no it was it was a gray it was not not your standard gray it was small i'd almost say it was a pony it was so small but as i said it was it was wild i'd rather face a dragon than face that horse again
2: uh no <laughs>
3: I'm gonna I mean, we know that. a dragon,
2: but I wouldn't want to face him
4: at least facing a dragon. I know it's got teeth. This was I've spent my whole life tending to these animals, and when that thing tried to bite me and I saw the teeth in that that horse's mouth, that's one of the scariest moments of my life
1: so since then, does the family keep the keep to themselves? Do they find themselves in town at all? We
4: see some of the house and some of their guards in town taking care of business, but they mostly keep to themselves. I haven't even seen some of the older members of that house in years.
0: I look at uh, Bernie and I say, we spoke to a shopkeeper in town (laughs) and at, uh, at Elber's Finest. And she was very disconcerted when we brought up the, the Passeracks and and mentioned something about the race. She said she wasn't there, but she had heard about the story that you just described. And that, and that they're also not really friendly to visitors. Kyla also mentioned that they bought a lot of salves, of these soft salves, for curing the stone that, that a basilisk can turn you into. I just think it's very strange that you've had dealings with this house that have not been good. Clearly, demon horses, whether they're actual demons or not, that's that's a bit shady. And the fact that they stockpiled on something that could cure a basilisk stare, something's going on there. And I want to look into it, but we were talking about how and anything, any advice you guys might have or any other insights might be helpful because if they are somehow responsible for the attack who knows what else they could be responsible for or capable of
4: yeah all this is worrisome i know that the only people that have been let back into their compound have been some of the leaders of some of the other major houses i would imagine that the pastor have to keep. Some ties to the Amkarthas, the salembers, the tufts, the royals they would be quickly run out of town if they they didn't at least pay some respects but by my understanding it's really only been some of the nobles of some of the the larger houses that have even been allowed inside i i'm not I'm not sure how you get in there. I'm not even sure what you do when you got in there. It's,
3: everything you say is worrisome, but. friend, let me tell you what, we are never sure what we're gonna do once we get inside, but we always get inside.
4: And everybody kind of chuckles a little bit. Mouser gets quiet fairly quickly and he says, my gut says, whatever is going on in there is not good, but we don't have any proof and to just go ahead and accuse them of something as as horrible as being responsible for the basilisk attack that's a fairly major accusation and even a house as wary as people are to the passeracks people would be more wary of that accusation without some proof
0: What if we could help get that proof?
4: Proof would be great I don't want Anybody getting into, I don't want anyone getting into any trouble. That that is intruding on their land is a serious offense in this area, and I don't want any of you ending up in jail or worse on a whim. Not for us. So if we've we already done enough for this town,
1: so if we can't go to them, we may have to make them come to us.
3: I think we can go to them. I think we can.
2: Hey, Pa, it's been a while. What does Cedric look like these days?
4: Oh Lord, Lord M. Carthro Yeah.
2: What is he like? How has he aged in the past five years? Describe him to me in as best detail as you can oh from when God. you've last seen him.
4: Well, had you ever met him when you were here? I, I, I believe
2: I... I saw him in passing once.
4: He is just about the same. He seems like seems like one of those stern men that he doesn't really get older. He just gets grayer.
2: All right, so a little bit grayer around the temples.
4: Yeah, certainly some of the the stuff that his son has been up to has made him a lot greater than normal.
2: And he hasn't shrunk with age. He hasn't hit that part. He's still about six feet tall, right?
4: No, he's... The whole Amcartha clan is fairly short as far God as the men it. go. Some people some people <laughs> say that that's the reason that Asok is such a... such. A, and Doran speaks up at this point and says, Asshole! He's such an asshole dad, and...
2: I'm short! I high-five Dorn.
4: <laughs> you high five Mouser says no the whole the whole family seems to be a little bit on the short side he's a but he's a he's a stern man I wouldn't call him a friend but I trust him to be an honorable man and if he was presented with the right evidence about what's going on at the passerac house then he would certainly take action but you you could not go to him with Faceless accusations and rumors.
2: All right, I take my hat and I put it on travis's car. Travon head. I'm like, you deal with this.
0: Well, you I do you have... spend
2: the time to get used to this thing.
0: Well, the problem is, I, I, and one of the reasons why we had the hat was so we could hide you specifically, Carlton.
3: I think. Yeah, we but just I'm go too tall. There.
0: I'm too tall to infiltrate. Don't. I I think as long as you don't look like you, that'll work. All right, I put it back on. I kind of I kind of want to scout it out before we do. We do our plan uh, just to see if there's, and we we maybe know what to look for. And I think that that uh, Travancore and Bucks are the best two to do it.
1: Well, Malser, what are the criminal penalties in this place for uh, for violating the territory of a, of a lord?
4: It depends on the lord that you've violated the territory for. Certainly, some of the houses are more forgiving than others. And I suspect it would probably also depend on what you were found doing. Certainly, trespassers are found all the time. There are plenty of young men and young women who, they were not trespassing until they were found. Let's put it that way. Well, but
2: I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: What if we weren't trespassing? What if we were going to go knock on the door? You're welcome to, whether the guards will let you past
4: the front gate or not is a question I can't answer. If you were found inside a house's compound without their permission, certainly there are are houses I would not wish to be in that situation. The passeracks would probably be one of them, mostly because I don't know enough about them to know what they would do. Carlton, you know about this. There's no real law in this area. We're too far away from Waterdeep. The houses make their own law. It is their guards that enforce any kind of, of behavior in in town and outside of it. Inside these homes, you would be a trespasser in their house and they would be welcome to any martial justice that they see fit.
2: Yeah, that, that's that sounds about right. I'm
3: not scared.
4: At this point... Avanthia speaks up, and she says, I don't know anything about the Passerac family, so I can't help you with that. But I do know that I might know somebody who could get you into any place that you wanted to go. And Kara kind of gives her a very sharp look. And the two of them share a moment where they look at each other. and. Kara is giving her basically, she's shaking her head, like, no, stop, stop, stop. And she, but she keeps speaking. She's like, I'm, I wouldn't tell anybody really about this because it's, I mean, most of the time the people that talk to the fixers end up in trouble. And Dorn's eyes shoot up, and the young man says, You know someone in the fixers? Mouser looks at you and says, so the Fixers are, I guess every town has to have a thieves group, and that's their excuse for a name. The last time I encountered the Fixers, they were trying to steal a horse off of my land, and she he gives a pretty sharp look, and she she quivers a little bit, but she continues. She says, well, I'm not saying that they're good, I'm not saying that they are trustworthy or anything, but they They do seem to know everything that's going on in town, and you could try to talk with them, maybe make a deal with them, maybe they could get you in
2: where would uh, where would we find how them How do we
3: find them yeah
4: well i don't I don't know how to find them, but I know that they keep in contact with most of the major houses, and I wouldn't be surprised if the night commander of the Tufts knows something and she gives Kara another look and Kara sighs and says, "Sir Laros was told by somebody about the attack that was going to happen. That's how he knew to be in that race. And he won't admit it, but I think he's got a contact in the fixers. And so he might be able to find someone who could help you.
2: Sounds like he has invited us to have a conversation.
4: Melser is still angry at this and says, those ruffians and murderers are not to be trusted. And you, and he looks at both Kara and Evanthia and and he says, as long as you are... In my home, there will be none of those men on my property, and you will not be talking with them if you want to stay in my good graces. Is that clear and both Both the women nod, and Kara says, "Oh no, we would never bring them onto the, uh, your onto this house never
2: and i like pa I'll trust them as far as I can throw them
4: I would just throw them. that's all I would do."
2: I could. I
0: think we can. I think we can work this out, and and not involve you guys directly. Uh, We definitely appreciate this information, but we want to also keep this compartmentalized. If they come after us, whoever is responsible for all these attacks, we want them to come after us and not anyone else.
2: Yeah. No. That I want nothing to happen to this place.
4: Miri, at this point, stands up from the dinner table. She smooths out the front of her dress and she says, I don't want them coming after anybody. And then from behind her, from a place none of you actually see, she pulls out a knife, uh, a rather large one, not a kitchen knife. This is this is almost a short sword. This is a fighting knife. This is a fighting knife. Uh, Carlton, you've seen her use this once or twice in training, but you've never actually seen her look this intent. And she holds it at her side and she says, You must do what you have to do, but this is a problem that is in our town. And so do not feel like you need to put yourselves in danger when we are our own problems, but just know. Trouble comes to this homestead. I have ways of dealing with it. Oh, shit. And Mouser, from his chair, puts a hand on her shoulder and says, it'll be okay, Mary. It'll be okay.
2: And she... I slowly scooch around to their side of the table. I'm like, you see, guys? You see? This is my fam.
4: <laughs> she puts the, the knife away and sits back down. And uh, there's a kind of a tense moment as... Everybody takes a breath, and Melser says, well, wh- whatever we decide on, whatever you decide on, none of it will be happening tonight. No, no, and certainly sweet. none of it will be happening until we've had dessert. <laughs>
3: What's for <her> dessert? <laughs> Banana pudding?
4: <laughs> Miri, at this point, gets back up and goes back into the kitchen and comes out with some um, apple pies Also good. Looks like fresh from the oven. Uh, She's got three very large ones. What kind of pie? Apple pie.
1: Oh, fucking it. Don't say. Yes, I did. She
4: brings out three apple pies, sets them down, starts cutting slices, passing them out. The tension of the evening finally goes away as you guys slip back into more innocuous conversation. And as the meal comes to an end.
2: Hey, Ma, uh, whenever you get a second while we're out talking to people would you be willing to like write down all your recipes so i could have that in the house for future reference because i miss your cooking so much
4: oh carlton that's very sweet of you but you know i don't have any recipes written down i just make it up as i go that's why i'm asking
2: you if you could because i'm not gonna remember this you know that
4: i don't know if i remember this half of cooking is making it up as you go along but i'll see what i can remember to write down especially those pancakes oh i love the pancakes And with that, we'll stop for the evening. And I guess next time you guys will decide what you want to do about all the fun things that are happening in town. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com, And see you next encounter.